You're listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Each week, we will be bringing you a pub quiz style program with five rounds of varying themes consisting of eight questions each. We also start every episode with a bonus anagram, which will be due at the end of the episode after the answers for round five. If you'd like, we have a PDF scoring sheet available at our website, TriviaTimePodcast.com, which you can use as you answer along. Each correct answer will be worth one point unless specified otherwise. Get together with your trivia team or play solo, at home, or on the go, because it's trivia time. Welcome to episode 42 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I'm your host, Zach Katz, and I'm joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Hi there. So it's just the two of us for this episode as well as the next, because our co-host, Kelly, took a little road trip to visit her family in the Midwest. So we will miss her and her energy. Miss you. Just the two of us. Building castles in the sky, just the two of us, you and I. Before we get going, just a quick reminder that we have a new visual roundup on our website called Ink the Deal that features celebrity tattoos, and it's pretty awesome, so check it out. There's some sweet tats in there. Some sweet tats. (laughs) (laughs) How many sweet tats do you have, Zach? Um, zero. (laughs) Me too, but I have 30 tats, just no sweet ones. (laughs) Liza Minnelli. It's time to get to our bonus anagram of the week. This will be due at the end of our program after we reveal the answers to round five, so you'll have plenty of time to work on it. Our bonus anagram is Gritty Dance Hover. G-R-I-T-T-Y-D-A-N-C-E-H-O-V-E-R. And the question or clue that goes along with this anagram is, what best-selling 2019 novel by author Reese Bowen takes place during the Great War and follows a headstrong young woman named Emily? Moving on to round one. Round number one is called Over Under, and it is a a general knowledge round with answers that include the word over or the word under. Question number one. What dark comedy drama show aired on HBO from 2001 through 2005, receiving nine Emmy and three Golden Globe Awards over the years? This show starred Peter Krause portraying a character named Nate Fisher. What is its title? Question number two. What athletic apparel company was founded by American billionaire Kevin Plank in 1996? This sportswear line rightfully caught controversy when a marketing campaign featuring hunters resulted in viral footage of a death of a bear, and within a year, the CEO announced his support for the Trump administration. What is this brand? Question number three. What popular video game was released in 2015 by Blizzard Entertainment and features a diverse cast of hero characters and is set 60 years in the future? Question number four. Considered one of the most important English language novels of the 20th century, what Malcolm Lowry book was published in 1947 and tells the story of an alcoholic British consul in a small town in Mexico? Question number five. What Calypso-style song was featured in a Disney animated film and includes the lyrics, Darling, it's better, down where it's wetter, take it from me. Question 
Question number six. What heavily used wagon path started in Kansas, stretched across several states, and joined with the Oregon Trail at Fort Bridger? This route has significant historical reference to pioneers traveling west in the mid-1800s. What is it called? Question number seven. In an attempt to rejoin a fractured Democratic Party during the 2016 Democratic National Convention, what classic Simon and Garfunkel song did Paul Simon perform live? Question number eight. A film sequel to the 1977 Disney animated movie based on a novel by Marjorie Sharp. What sequel was released in 1990 and was focused on two characters named Bernard and Bianca? This movie was the first feature film to be completely created digitally without the use of a camera. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. And here are the answers for round one, over, under. Question number one. The HBO dark comedy drama show that starred Peter Krause portraying a character named Nate Fisher is six feet under. Question number two. The athletic apparel company that caught controversy when a marketing campaign resulted in viral footage of a death of a bear, and within a year, the CEO announced his support for Trump, is Under Armour. Which is why I don't have any Under Armour in my wardrobe also because they're ugly and i'm not really a basketball shorts kind of a lesbian sorry <laughs> i'm also not sporty boo hiss yeah question number three the popular blizzard video game that was released in 2015 and is set 60 years in the future is overwatch so i don't play this game but the character design looks pretty cool i do love the diversity of the cast isn't one of the main characters a lesbian yeah tracer right trace her i hardly know her <laughs> yes <laughs> question number four the 1947 malcolm lowry novel that tells the story of an alcoholic british consul in a small town in mexico is under the volcano so I actually have not read this, but it just reminds me of that Tom Hanks movie, Joe versus the Volcano, where he has that amazing mullet. Do you remember that one? No, I've never seen it. Oh, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Question number five. The song featured in a Disney animated film that includes the lyrics, Darling, it's better, down where it's wetter, take it from me, is Under the Sea. Love those lyrics, obviously. <laughs> Another lyric in that song that I love is, even the sturgeon and the ray, they get the urge and start to play. <laughs> so brilliant. Oh my God. Cue steel drumming. Question number six. The historically significant wagon path starting in Kansas that joined with the Oregon Trail at Fort Bridger is the Overland Trail. Cool, cool, cool. I can't tell you how many times I died of uh, snake bites and dysentery up in that video game, but um, it happened in my youth. 
Yeah, I feel like if you didn't play Oregon Trail in your computer class, like, were you even in computer class? No. Oregon Trail and Number Munchers were like my jams. <laughs> Should have known then. <laughs> Question number seven. The classic Simon and Garfunkel song that Paul Simon performed live at the 2016 Democratic National Convention is Bridge Over Troubled Water. This performance was pretty lousy. Paul Simon is an incredible songwriter, though. His album Graceland is sort of an untouchable piece of art. So it's like Carly Rae Jepsen's emotion. Um, sure. Sweet, I'll have to check it out. Question number eight. The 1990 film sequel to the 1977 Disney animated movie based on a novel by Marjorie Sharp that was the first feature film to be completely created digitally without the use of a camera is Rescuers Down Under. Moving on to round two. Round number two is our audio round. This one is called True Colors. It is a music round featuring songs that include a color within the title. You'll get a half point for song title and a half point for recording artist. One. Here are the answers for round two, True Colors. 
Song number one was Supermassive Black Hole by Muse. Song number two was Out of the Blue by Debbie Gibson. Song number three was Black and Yellow by Wiz Khalifa. Song number four was Orange Crush by R.E.M. Got my spine, got my orange crush. Song number five was Green Light by Lord. Song number six was Goodbye Yellow Brick Road by Elton John. Song number seven was Little Red Corvette by Prince. And song number eight was White Flag by Dido. Little Red Corvette always reminds me of my cousin's bar mitzvah. It was like the song of the night, and I guess he was obsessed with that at the time. So his like cake was a little red Corvette cake. Love it. <laughs> it was it was really cute. So cute. So I am a diehard Prince fan, but recently I read in the news that they were like pulling down some Confederate statues of old slaveholder jerks, and um, there was a petition to put up a statue of Prince. And for the record, I am in favor of that. in favor. Mm Mm-hmm. Yes. God. I also just want to mention, I have a very vivid memory of listening to Out of the Blue by Debbie Gibson when Zach and I were on a road trip to a trivia tournament and we were really cruising through the desert, listening to Out of the Blue. I think Justin was like maniacally dancing. It was great. (laughs) While driving. Yes. Super safe, but fun. Moving on to round three. Round number three is called International Intrigue. Espionage, sabotage, and secrets. Oh my. Let's dive into the world of state secrets and double-crossing in this classic subject round featuring questions related to spies and spy agencies. Question number one. Portrayed by Sasha Baron Cohen in the Netflix series The Spy, Eli Cohen was the top Mossad spy for what country? Question number two. After being handed over from the U.S. Department of Treasury in 2003, what is the parent agency of the United States Secret Service? Question number three. Eight years after Heart of Darkness, who is the author of the 1907 political novel, The Secret Agent? Question number four. Named after a Greek myth, what is the name for malware commonly used in hacking and industrial espionage that conceals its true intent? Question number five. What is the subtitle for the upcoming James Bond film, currently due to be released in November 2020, following COVID-19 shutdowns? 
Question number six. What is the 1956-1971 through 1971 series of covert and illegal FBI surveillance, infiltration, and disruption campaigns against civil rights, black power, and feminist organizations known as? Question number seven. The United States Espionage Act of 1917 was used against what five-time socialist presidential candidate for obstructing military recruitment? Question number eight. The KGB divulged the details of Operation Denver in 1985, a disinformation campaign aimed at developing conspiracy theories related to the origin of what? We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round three, international intrigue. Question number one. In the Netflix series The Spy, Eli Cohen was the top Mossad spy for Israel. I just want to say that during the eight years that I worked at Sony Pictures, there was a gentleman by the name of Israel that drove me around the Sony lot on a golf cart. One time when he dropped me off, just slipped me a little note on a piece of paper that said, was like, you should aim me sometime. And his username was is reality. <laughs> oh my god, yes. I know. <laughs> I didn't follow up. Sorry, Israel. Oh my god. Question number two. After a handoff from the U.S. Department of Treasury in 2003, the parent agency of the U.S. Secret Service is the U.S. Department of Homeland Security. Question number three. The author of the 1907 political novel, The Secret Agent, is Joseph Conrad. Question number four. Named after a Greek myth, the name for malware commonly used in hacking and deciphering industrial espionage is Trojan Horse. Any comments on Trojan Horse? Do you have any comments on Trojans? Oh, <laughs> not really. Question number five. The subtitle for the upcoming James Bond film, due to be released in November 2020, is No Time to Die. I think my girl Billie Eilish did a song for that movie. She did. It's so good. She's so good. Love her. Who is your favorite James Bond? I don't know if I have one. I mean, I think I like Sean Connery just because he's the classic. Ideally, I just want, like, Kate Blanchett to play the role of James Bond. Oof. Let's just give us what we want. Right. Serve it up. I want Todd Haynes to direct a Bond film starring Kate Blanchett. Thank you. That would be amazing. Make it happen. You're welcome, world. <laughs> Question number six. The series of covert and illegal FBI surveillance, infiltration, and disruption campaigns against civil rights and feminist organizations was COINTELPRO, which stands for Counterintelligence Program. Another counterintelligence program acronym is the GOP. Countering all things intelligent. Thanks a lot, dudes. And ladies supporting the dudes. Woof. <laughs> it's so depressing. Yuck. Boo hiss. Question number seven. 
The name of the five-time socialist presidential candidate that the U.S. Espionage Act of 1917 was used against is Eugene V. Debs. Question number eight. Operation Denver was a 1980s campaign aimed at developing bogus conspiracy theories related to the origin of HIV and AIDS. I'm assuming that was under the Reagan administration. So sad. Thanks, guys. Thanks for that support. Another administration that would let a virus run rampant. Moving on to round four. Round number four is our celebrity pop culture round. This one is called Do the Right Thing. It is a round on well-rounded celebrities that have made their way onto the New York Times bestsellers list. Question number one. What HGTV show is hosted by the power tool couple, farmhouse chic-loving, best-selling authors Chip and Joanna Gaines? Question number two. TV producer and superficial author Andy Cohen hosts Watch What Happens Live on what celebratory channel? Question number three. Ten years after her popular 2009 biography, what actor portrayed Megyn Kelly in the film Bombshell as she helps to take down Roger Ailes? Question number four. What country was best-selling author, stand-up comedian, and current host of The Daily Show, Trevor Noah, born in? Question number five. What mother-daughter relationship was the subject of the 2017 film Bright Lights, which was broadcast weeks after their deaths? Both women have published best-selling memoirs, and you'll need to name both for the point. Question number six. Author of the hilarious autobiography, The Girl with the Lower Back Tattoo, what comedy competition TV show does Amy Schumer call her big break after making it to the finals? Question number seven. Who is the best-selling author and actor who portrays the fast-talking, coffee-guzzling Lorelai Gilmore on Gilmore Girls? Question number eight. With a long list of books he has authored, what is the most recent album by Bruce Springsteen, which shares its name with his film released months later? We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. Here are the answers for round four, Do the Right Thing. Question number one. The HGTV show that is hosted by the power tool couple, Chip and Joanna Gaines, is Fixer Upper. How many distressed barn doors can one truly have? Is there ever enough? Never. (laughs) No, I do think she's lovely, though. I think so, too. Don't they have, like, 89 kids or something, too? (laughs) I don't think it's as bad as, like, 24 and counting, but I don't know what the latest season is. 48 and counting? 
It's like 24 barn doors and counting, or 24 blanched wooden picnic tables and counting. <laughs> the Magnolia section in Target is really underwhelming. I'm just going to be honest. It's just all like farm crap that I don't need. <laughs> The candles are the best part. But the other stuff is like, oh, cool, a mason jar that's like four times the price of a real mason jar. Right. Anyway, enough dragging the gains. Oh, you know what they're trying to gain? Oh, yeah, they are wealthy AF. Raking it in. Wealthy as farm. Question number two. TV producer and superficial author Andy Cohen hosts Watch What Happens Live, which airs on Bravo. Bravo is basically now just the Housewives channel and just reality garbage. I only watch... A couple of housewives, and that's it. Well, a couple of housewives shows or a couple of housewives? <laughs> shows. I watch Jersey and Beverly Hills. The other ones are too much for me. I just can't believe that there's multiple shows. It's pretty good. I mean, the Beverly Hills one, it's so good. No, girl. <laughs> no, thank you. Question number three. The actor who portrayed Megan Kelly in the film Bombshell is Charlize Theron. So I actually really enjoyed this movie and i know that it sort of was a glorified whitewashed representation of some evil humans but charlize theron's portrayal of megan kelly was pretty amazing and my girlfriend kate mckinnon was in this one i actually think it was one of the better films of last year i liked it a lot i just didn't think it was award worthy yeah it's just like a star-studded cast though nicole kidman margot robbie yeah All the ladies. Question number four. Author, comedian, and host of The Daily Show, Trevor Noah, was born in South Africa. And so was Charlize Theron, who was our answer for number three. Trevor Noah is adorable, though, and he's so quick. And he speaks like six different languages. He's a cool dude. He's amazing. I mean, I'm kind of a sucker for dimples, though. He's so sweet. But I also love what he's doing now with his, like, Daily Show at home. And like all the political stuff, he just knows how to break it down in a way that's like actually easy to digest. I'm a fan, but also just like filling the shoes of Jon Stewart was probably incredibly intimidating. And I think they found the perfect guy. Agreed. I think he's wonderful. More like Trevor Yessa. Nope. Excuse me? (laughs) (laughs) Trevor, yeah. No. (laughs) Okay, I'm done. Question number five. The author-actress mother-daughter duo who were the subjects of the 2017 film Bright Lights are Debbie Reynolds and Carrie Fisher, and you needed to list both for a point. I love them so much. I love them too, and I'm not a Star Wars fan. I know, I know. But love Carrie Fisher's autobiography title, Wishful Drinking. (laughs) I can relate to that. It's pretty good too. If you haven't read it or listened to it, you should. It is good. Love it. Question number six. The comedy competition TV show that author and comedic actress Amy Schumer calls her big break is Last Comic Standing. I did also listen to her audiobook. Apparently, this is just chock full of audiobooks that I've listened to. (laughs) The Girl with the Lower Back Tattoo? Yes, it's so good. That's another title that I can really appreciate and unfortunately relate to. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have a tramp stamp for the record, but I do have some back tattoos. Sweet tats. Some sweet, sweet tats. Question number seven. The best-selling author and actor who portrays Lorelai Gilmore on Gilmore Girls is Lauren Graham. Melissa McCarthy was on that one too, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Another cutie with dimples. Gotta love her. I do. Question number eight. 
Bruce Springsteen's most recent album, which shares its name with his film released months later, is Western Stars. He's definitely like one of those sort of similar to you 2 where I like, I just thought that they were like dad rock growing up. And now I'm kind of thinking that they've got some good songs and feeling a little uncomfortable about that. Oh boy. I don't think I'm there yet. You're not. Give it nine years. I think I'm nine years older than you, right? Something like that. Maybe eight. And then you'll be like, ooh, the boss. This is a good jam. <laughs> oh God, no. <laughs> Moving on to round five. So as always, round number five is our connection round. It is a series of seven seemingly unrelated questions and answers that are somehow connected. So the answer to number eight will be the connection. Question number one. What New York-based science and science fiction magazine ended its nearly 20-year run in 1997, but was recently acquired by Penthouse Global Media with plans to commence publication? Question number two. What American politician commented on his racially motivated personal financial discomforts in a 1991 USA Today interview, saying, I have black guys counting my money. I hate it. The only guys I want counting my money are short guys that wear yarmulkes all day. Question number three. This American jazz singer was nicknamed Lady Day and was a Harlem nightclub staple in the 1930s and 40s, yielding such hit recordings as What a Little Moonlight Can Do and God Bless the Child. Who is she? Question number four. Typically set during the reigns of Elizabeth I or Henry VIII, what outdoor festivals recreate a historical setting for its attendance and encourage costumes and audience participation? Question number five. The documentary-style jukebox musical Jersey Boys dramatizes the success of Frankie Valli and his 1960s rock group named what? Question number six. What is the official language of Taiwan? Question number seven. What is the film title of the 2008 biopic based on the life of George W. Bush, starring Josh Brolin as Bush and directed by Oliver Stone? It's connection time. And question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. We're going to give you a few seconds of music to wrap things up before we move on to the answers. And just as a reminder, the bonus anagram will be due at the end of this round. Here are the answers for round five, our connection round. Question number one. The New York-based science and science fiction magazine that ended its run in 1997 but announced recent plans to commence publication is Omni. So that magazine was pretty rad. I mean, I remember as a kid, my parents subscribed to it. It was like wired, but also had sci-fi like writing pieces in it. Ooh. 
I'm just curious, like, how many omni sci-fi articles became Black Mirror episodes? Because it was sort of all in that same lane, you know? <laughs> Question number two. What American politician commented on his racially motivated personal financial discomforts in a 1991 USA Today interview saying, I have black guys counting my money. I hate it. The only guys I want counting my money are short guys that wear yarmulkes all day. Ugh. And the answer is Donald Trump. Surprise. And the answer is Donald Dump. It's the U.S. president that says that stuff. Cool. Balloon drop of turds for four years. <sighs> Can we imagine the amount of sage that will need to be burned in the White House? Honestly, I feel like we'll just have to start over. We'll call Fixer Upper. They'll get in here. They'll put a couple barn doors up. It'll be great. Mm-hmm. Brilliant sage offerings from their Magnolia collection. Ugh. Question number three. The American jazz musician with hit recordings, including What a Little Moonlight Can Do and God Bless the Child, is Billie Holiday. I love her so much. So good. Preach. Question number four. The outdoor festivals that recreate a historical setting for its attendance and encourage costumes and audience participation are Renaissance fairs. Let me cinch up my bodice and grab my goblet of mead and meet you on the tavern dance floor, my lord Zach. Milady. <laughs> but what's the difference between Renaissance pleasure fairs and Renaissance fairs? Is it just like a sexual twist? Oh god, I guess. It's like Folsom meets Ren Fair. <laughs> it's like a tighter bodice. Or looser. And a more accentuated codpiece, if you will. My humble squire. <laughs> Milady. Oh, God. I hate it. I do hate it. (laughs) Question number five. The musical Jersey Boys dramatizes the success of Frankie Valli and his 1960s rock group, The Four Seasons. Question number six. The official language of Taiwan is Mandarin. Question number seven. The film title of the 2008 biopic based on the life of George W. Bush is called W. And question number eight is the connection between the answers for questions one through seven. And we had answers like... Omni. Donald Trump. Boohis. Billy Holiday. Renaissance fairs. Huzzah. <laughs> the Four Seasons. Mandarin. W. And all of those answers include names of major hotel chains. Zach and I stayed at the W in Chicago. I loved it. Oh, yeah, it was great. Going back to the bonus anagram of the week, our bonus anagram was Gritty Dance Hover. And the question or clue that we gave you was, what best-selling 2019 novel by author Reese Bowen takes place during the Great War and follows a headstrong young woman named Emily? And the answer is The Victory Garden. Gritty Dance Hover scrambles up to be the Victory Garden. Zach, do you miss my Gritty Dance Hovers? (laughs) Tell the truth. I do. Remember when we used to hang out in person at least once a week, every week? I know, it's so sad. I hate it. I miss you. I miss trivia. I miss your jukebox moments. (laughs) Long road ahead of us. Everybody, please wear a mask. Let's be done with this. Please. Thank you. Be careful. Stay safe. Stay healthy. And check out our social media. (laughs) 
<laughs> During these trying times, we know that what you need most, more than anything, is trivia time. Thanks for listening to Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. Tune in every week for new episodes. We'd love to hear from you. If you have any questions or feedback, our email address is triviatimepodcast at gmail.com. And our website is triviatimepodcast.com. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter for weekly round reveals, free answers, and bonus questions. That wraps up episode 42 of Trivia Time, the podcast quiz show. I'm your host, Zach Katz, and I've been joined by our quiz master, Ricky Lime. Thanks for listening, and we hope you enjoyed playing along. Our background and answer break music this week was Bumbling by Pictures of a Floating World. This has been a Pick and Shovel production recorded in Long Beach, California. Special thanks to Lydia, Justin, Abe, and all of our trivia buddies. Until next time. Question number four. Named after a Greek myth, the name for malware commonly used in blah, blah, blah. Sorry. Let's do that one again. (laughs) Cool, cool, cool. Okay. (laughs) Whatever you say, boss. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Okay. Question number four. The outdoor festivals that recreate a whore... A whore. (laughs) Oh, I know. All right. The outdoor festivals that recreate a historic... Why can't I say that? I think you can. I think so, too. Thank you. Mm. Boo, 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 boo. <laughs> <laughs>